Hey there, Blessed Mama Bosses. We are so excited about this podcast today because it's all about marriage. Can you have that fun marriage or can you uh, pivot or change your marriage to be even stronger, to be even better, to be something that you cannot wait to share with others about how you and your spouse have continued to grow and have a happy marriage. So I'm excited about this subject today. It's an important one for Kelly and I, because we truly believe that in order to have complete peace and happiness in your home, you've got to start with your marriage first. So I'm excited to talk about this today because I feel like this is a topic that Ryan and I, and I know Kelly and Matt as well, we have people ask us all the time because there's a lot going on in this world, right? And when people look at Ryan and I and our story of going through bankruptcy, of going through addiction, of going through um, some miscarriages, of, of going through my cancer a couple of years ago, you know, there are ups and downs in life. And I know you listening have probably experienced some of these exact same things, if maybe even things that are tougher or harder than I've even experienced. Or maybe, you know, Kelly and Matt, for example, are great. And I know she'll share a little bit too, but like they've gone through a lot of things. Kelly's brain tumor, taking care of their girls, things going on around them. Um, even just lately, their kitchen being flooded and having no kitchen for the last like, oh my gosh, I think it's already been six months now, Kelly. It's just been crazy. And so I think it's so important to talk about marriage and talk about how can you continue to have a happy marriage even through the hard times, even through the difficult times, or how can you continue to have a marriage as we evolve and grow as humans? Because you're not the same person you were when you first got married. I'm not the same person I was when I was in my 20s, that's for sure. And so it's important to talk about these kind of things. So today we're just going to kind of share back and forth some of the things that we find have really helped us to grow stronger together over growing apart. Because here's the thing, it is so easy to grow apart. It is so easy to walk two different paths, right? You get so busy, especially with the children at home. It's like, okay, you go here. I go here. You do that. I do this. And you end up becoming like two roommates sometimes in the same house, or you become two strangers. And I see it time and time again. It always breaks my heart. And it's honestly just a lack of a few small things. And the biggest thing being that we tried to live two separate lives. I actually, in my mind right now, as I was talking, this image just popped into my head of, you know, we have sports. A lot of you listening have kids in multiple sports. And especially when they start to do travel sports, if you've chosen to do that. And I've seen my friends drift apart in their marriage because of these things, right? And it is so clear in the Bible that it is God, marriage, children, right? But so often when they're little, I mean, we've got to help them, right? We're the ones driving them. We're the ones taking them. We're the ones doing the things. And so it's very hard to do that when you have kids going in different directions. So I see quite often, often one parent goes with this child as they do travel sports one parent goes with the other child as they do travel sports and you don't see each other every weekend you're just two ships passing in the night and that is totally okay please hear me i'm not saying your kids shouldn't be in travel sports but i'm saying you've got to set things up so that you don't become distant and so it is a priority it is a focus and so as we talk today i think that's going to be a big theme that you hear it's making a choice right? And so doing those things. So we're just going to kind of share a few things that have worked for us. I think the very first thing that I wanted to share, and I, I know Kelly's going to have a lot to say about it too, is calendars. You know, this was one thing that Ryan and I implemented years ago, and it has really, in my opinion, saved our marriage, as simple as that is. 
because we were both really busy. I was building a business. He was building a business. We had two young children, both in sports. And quite often, you know, it would be frustrated or annoyed. And I can remember also not telling Ryan things because I was like, oh, I want to go on that girls night Friday night. I'm going to wait and like bring it up Thursday night. How many of you guys out there have done that, right? You just think that somehow if you wait a little bit before you bring it up, it might be easier or you just don't feel like bringing it up because it makes your stomach hurt to even think about the conversation. So, you know, calendar planning is really important. It's a time that Ryan and I sit down every Sunday and we just go over those calendars really quick. We say, okay, here's all the things for the kids. Here's all the things that are non-negotiable for my business that I have to be at. And what are yours? And how can we serve and help each other? And that's what really comes out of the calendar planning. It's not like, oh, here's my things. Here's your things. It's okay. Now we have everything written down. What can I do to help you? And what can you do to help me? And we figure out who's doing what, right? And then the second part of the calendar, and I know Kelly's going to want to share about calendar too, is setting a priority for each other. So where are you spending time together on that calendar? When our kids were little, we would literally put on the calendar one or two nights that neither one of us was going to work at all. And we would be together and we would maybe that's just watching TV. Maybe it's going for a walk after the kids, you know, are settled into their beds and, and, you know, in the neighborhood, whatever that is. And then having a date night. If you can't get a date night on the calendar every single weekend, do it every other two times a month is great. Um, I know that one of our mutual friends, I loved it, Amy Ann, she just shared with us when we went to lunch with her that she's doing two times a month, they're going to go out to date night just each other. Two times a month, they're going to go on date night with others. Um, and I think that's so fun. And so again, it goes back to calendar planning, right? And showing that it's a priority to each other. You know, I love it when Ryan shows me on his calendar that I'm a priority to him. It makes me feel special and it makes him feel special as well. Do you feel like your family is just passing each other throughout the day? Your ship's on two different paths. Yes, we get it. We totally understand. That is why we created See You at the Table Journal. Did you know that gratitude can completely change your attitude? I know you know this because you wouldn't be following us if you didn't. So check out the See You at the Table Journal. Not only is it amazing for you to, to every single day focus on gratitude, on your prayer requests or affirmations, on your intention for the day, and one kind gesture that you could do for others. But every single week at the end of the week, you have time to reflect and look back on the amazing things that have happened that week and things that you might need to change. It's also something that opens up the doors to really understanding and knowing your family. Here are the things that they're praying for or that are upon their heart. Here are the things that they're grateful for. This will not only knit your family closer to Together, but it also gives you a reason to meet each other at the table, whether that's first thing in the morning or in the evening at dinner. You make it your own, but you can find See You at the Table journals on Amazon, or you can go to seeyouatthetablejournal.com. Kelly, what about calendar? I know you and Matt also do some calendar planning. Yeah, it's so funny as I am sitting here listening to you talk and I'm looking at sort of the ideas and the notes I was jotting down. So many of those words are the exact same thing, which just goes to to share like with our listeners that it works, right? I mean, we have two completely different marriages, but the same thing works for Matt and I. So when I think about priority, you know, I think about making it a priority with each other and putting it on the calendar. But I also think about 
the example that you're setting for your children, right? And the priority of the relationship and letting them know and verbalizing it. I will say, I know that part of why I my marriage is a priority and it's important is because of the example that was set for me. So maybe you're thinking like, gosh, my marriage is struggling. I'm not doing this. This sounds so easy, Blair and Kelly, what you're saying. But if you don't want to do it for yourself, do it for your children. Do it for the example that you are setting because you're setting an example of how a healthy marriage looks like. You're setting an example for what a marriage looks like to your children. It doesn't matter if they're one years old, if they're in college, anywhere in between. And I know when I was growing up, my parents were very, they verbalized, look, my relationship with your dad is more important than, than my relationship right now with you. You know, it may be different words, but I always knew that their marriage came before me and it wasn't mean. It was biblical. It was not, you know, to put me down. It was to let me know that this is a gift we can give you to show you what it's like to have a healthy marriage. Um, so I do think when I think about priority, I think putting it on the calendar, making it important. You know, it's so funny. I was sharing with Blair before we hit the record button, um, just something that happened last night. It's so timely. We're recording this today because, you know, we, we all go through seasons of marriage, you know, in our life. And right now I'm in an extremely busy season of life, right? My, my kids are 14 and 12. They're both doing travel sports. My daughter's on two chair teams. Um, you know, one just finished traveling, but traveling for both. And we are those kids. I looked, I looked at our weekends. I'm like, we have 11 weekends in a row where we are traveling for someone. And sometimes we're all together as a family. Sometimes we're split. So, so how can we still keep our marriage a priority? And so last night I, I came home, I got home around five o'clock and, you know, I had so much I needed to do so many things that needed to task. And my husband and I are sitting there. He had had a really, really rough day. Um, you know, things outside of our control. There's a lot of things going on outside. Um, you know, they're just stressful right now in our life. And so he, he was like, what, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I want to do something, but here's what I need to do. And I needed to work. I needed to get some things done on my to-do list. But guess what? I knew he needed me. I knew he needed me to just be there for him and let's go have fun and let's go laugh. And so we did that. It didn't matter. My to-do list didn't matter. Nothing, you know, it could wait till the next day, but, but he mattered. And so recognizing that in your partner and being able to put your wants and needs and desires and whatever aside and recognizing they need you. And so we went out, we went out to dinner. It was, you know, Charlotte restaurant week here. So we had to restaurant hop because we had no idea it was going to be that busy, but we ended up sitting at a bar because there were no tables available, eating dinner at a bar and we laughed and he came home in a different mood. I came home in a different mood. And then we watched TV. We didn't touch any of our to-do lists and that felt so good. And so recognizing that your spouse, that your partner needs something. I think that is part of, you know, making that priority. And sometimes you just need to drop what you're doing and realize that that person, that relationship matters. Another thing that I want to bring up that I think a lot of you need to hear, and you may start moving around in your seat when I say it, and it probably is going to make some people uncomfortable. But I think an important part of I know Blair can agree with this, important part of our marriage and a successful, like happy, content, growing marriage is getting uncomfortable sometimes, getting uncomfortable with conversations, 
getting recentered. If you are finding yourself in your marriage right now where, you know what, it's you're not at a peak and maybe there's things that are rough or maybe you're having situations and, you know, instead of avoiding it, oh man, I have done that so many times, avoiding real situations. But instead of avoiding that, get uncomfortable, recenter, have the hard conversations, cry, yell, whatever you need to do, but recenter yourself because when you do that and you have your priorities there, you get uncomfortable, you truly can grow from that, right? Instead of avoiding it and sweeping it under the rug and pretending it's not an issue. You know what the you, you know what maybe comes up during those conversations and it may be painful. It may be hurting, but at least it's there. At least you know. And then when you do set those calendar dates, you know, revisit some of those. Work on those topics. If it's one specific thing, you know, make a plan. How can we grow? How can we be better at this? Um, and so I think that, um, Blair, I'm curious what you you have to say about being uncomfortable and having those kind of conversations that don't really always feel good. Man, I'm so glad you brought that up. But I thought for sure you were going to say sex. So I was cracking up. So I was like, <laughs> oh, that wasn't the one I thought. So, uh, but I totally agree. And it is one of my notes that I wrote down because there were years that I didn't. And I let things, you know, just fester inside of me, right? And they always end up coming out in another way. So it is so important to have the conversations, even if they're uncomfortable, you know, because here's the thing it's about mutual respect. Do you respect your spouse and does your spouse respect you? And a big part of earning that respect is being open and honest, even when it's uncomfortable. So I love that you shared that. And I do think it's really important to have those conversations and they're not easy. Um, but being on the same page is you know, really important. And also sharing your most vulnerable thoughts and things that are going on. I mean, this is your person. This is your lobster, right? If you watch Friends, like you should be able to share those things. And you probably did at the beginning of the marriage. And then what happens, right? Our human nature is to resist anything that's uncomfortable, to resist anything that makes us nervous or fearful. And sometimes being that vulnerable and sharing things that are going on uh, is very hard. And so it is so important. If you can't do it on your own with your spouse, you need to get help. You need to get a third party in there. Okay. Maybe a counselor, a social worker, a psychologist, a psychiatrist, um, a life coach, whatever, a marriage coach, somebody who can be that third party. If you cannot voice your true authentic things, because here's what will happen. If you don't, it will fester inside of you. Your marriage will start to come apart. Um, this is a lot of times when infidelity happens and things like that, because you're withholding something emotional from the one person you should be 100 percent authentic and emotional with. And so what happens is either you or your spouse seek it from somebody else. So be very careful with this one. That's such a great one, Kelly. Um, but let's move into sex, because that's what I was thinking when she said it. Like, here's the honest truth. I got a lot of friends not having a lot of sex. And as you get older, I get it like. Let's just be honest. I have to, and I have to have these open conversations with Ryan a lot. And it is so uncomfortable for me because this is one subject I never talked about in my house. It was never an open subject. And so I really, it's uncomfortable when Ryan wants to talk about things like that, or when we need to seek out different ways to do things because I'm in menopause now. And I know a lot of you listening are, and it is not the same. And after you have kids, it's not the same. 
right? And so you have to retry new things. You got to try out different things. You got to, you know, see how you can change up things, change positions, change what time of day you do it, all these things. And that is a conversation. And it is an uncomfortable one in my house. Now, maybe for you, you're very um, open with that stuff. And if you are, that's amazing. But for me, it was uncomfortable. And so sex is a really important part and making sure whether it's spontaneous or scheduled, that it's happening every single week, okay? Going three or four weeks and not having sex, I'll tell you what that does to your marriage. Even if you think neither one of you need it, emotionally you do. It reconnects you. It is biblical. It makes two people one. So I can tell you there are times that maybe I don't feel like I want to do it and we you know, are doing it. And then afterwards, I'm like, dang, I needed that. Or like, dang, that was really much better. Why don't we do that more often? Right. And I hear that from my friends all the time. Right. Be honest. If you're listening right now, it might be you because they're like, oh, my gosh, then we do it. And I'm like, why don't we do that more often? I do really enjoy that. Right. And so even if there are things that you guys are working through, even if there are things that you're trying to discuss, even if there's issues in your marriage right now that are really big and hard have sex. Okay. Even when Ryan and I were going through our most difficult times, we were still having sex. And I do think it helped me to feel connected with him when emotionally I was very frustrated with him. So I think it's really important to make sure that you're having sex. Kelly, do you want to add anything else to that? Yeah, I am giggling because I love that every time we talk on a podcast about marriage or anything, sex always comes up from your angle. So I love that you... I think it's so important. It is so important. And I agree with you. You know, I mean, I think that you need to know what your partner wants and you have, you're going to have to stretch yourself and they're going to have to stretch themselves too. And, you know, knowing how they receive love, um, you know, the type, I mean, getting down to like how long, you know, foreplay, anything like that, like knowing and, and not and keeping it spicy, you know, I mean, we have a great podcast. Um, we'll put it in the show notes, what number it is, but it is getting your marriage back to, to spicy and sexy. And it's one of our best listened to podcasts because we do, you know, talk specifically about that, but I do think it's important. It's a great way to connect. It's a great way to stay connected when your time is limited. Right. And so doing it, you know, doing that on a regular basis is not something natural for you and your, your spouse, then put it on the calendar make it important, you know, put an alarm on your phone that says initiate it, um, remind yourself until it does become more of something that you want and you desire. Um, you know, one of the other things I wanted to bring up is changing together and this can have to do with sex. This can, I wrote that too. You did. (laughs) This is so funny, right? We did not compare notes beforehand because we wanted it to be just very natural, what we genuinely think of. So changing together And this will be the last thing that I really will bring up, Blair, and I'm going to send it back to you to talk on it. But I think changing together, no matter what it is, I want you to think about every aspect of your life, whether it's parenting, whether it's where you want to be in five years, whether it's what do you want your retirement to look like? You know, we're starting, Matt and I are starting to get a glimpse of what it's like um, to not be with our kids 24-7 on the weekend, because guess what? They're in middle school and high school and they're socializing and they want to be with their friends. And so it's nice. And so to be able to, to go and do things and sit around the house or go out and do things, do things with friends, do things together and laugh and have fun. That's important because we, you're going to be with your spouse, hopefully way longer than your kids are going to be living in your home. Right. And so changing together, what does that look like? You know, career supporting your spouse's goals, making them known that you want them to support your goals. I mean, there has definitely been times in 
our marriage where, you know, things are busy or we have not, uh, taught specifically about what we want. And sometimes you're like, I don't even think you know what is going on in my everyday life. And that's not a place where you want to be, right? And that is up to you to share. And that is up to you to ask, right? Be the leader in your relationship. Because a lot of women, um, that is that is what we do, right? We need to be that leader. So you get to choose that. And the last thing I will say about change is I see a lot of times, you know, this balance of friends, of work, of parents, of marriage. And I just want to encourage you that if you have to choose between going and hanging out with your girlfriends and spending time with your spouse, and you haven't spent time with your spouse lately, choose your spouse. Your girlfriends, you know, they'll be there. And guess what? You you need to have that connection. And so oftentimes, I know for me in my life right now, I don't get to spend a lot of time with my friends. They do a lot of fun things. And and it's not that I'm not included. I'm just not there. And it's mainly because circling back around to the priority and my priority is it's more important for me to spend time and connect with my husband and my children than spending time with them. And so that's sometimes hard pill to swallow. And sometimes your friends may not like it, Um, but they will understand if they're your true friends and they will appreciate it. So Blair, I'll toss it back to you. I know you probably have some things to add to those topics. Oh my gosh. You gave so many golden nuggets in there. So first of all, I just want to like piggyback a little bit on the the friend thing. Also be careful when you do go out on girls nights, because here's what I find with myself and you might be able to relate to this is if everybody's being negative about their spouse, everybody's complaining about their husband, guess what? I come home with a very negative um, attitude, right? So be careful who you surround yourself with as well. And I love that you said that because um, there was a time where I was hanging out with my friends way more than I was hanging out with Ryan. And I had to do a self-check on that. So I love that. Um, But I think going back to what you were saying about um, being on the same page, kind of, you know, it's about growing together. Here's the thing. You are not the same person you were when you first got married. You are not the same person you were when you first had children. You're not the same person you were two days ago. Like we are evolving and growing, hopefully. And if you're listening to a podcast like this, you are in a growth mindset. You want to continue to grow and be better and learn more things. So one of the things that Ryan and I have done that has really helped us and that we share a lot with other couples is growing together. Doesn't mean that we're always both um, in and learning the exact same thing, but we're sharing what we learn. And then there are times where I'm like, oh my gosh, this book is so good. Let's both listen to it and discuss it. So like the gain versus gap, we both just listened to it. It brought up some amazing conversations and we completely changed the way we had a conversation with our son the other night, because before we had the conversation with him, we were able to go, wait, how would the gap in the gain book have done this? And we reframed. And I'm telling you, we speak to him completely different than we did a week ago. Like, so we're growing together, right? And I love that. So some ideas for that to make it kind of simple is, you know, maybe you and your spouse listen to the same book or the same podcast, right? That's a great way. Or maybe you watch something together that helps you to grow, right? Um, Another really great thing is even just sharing, right, throughout the day. Like, oh my gosh, I just heard this on this podcast. I wanted to share it with you. Uh, And then the last thing that I want to share, and I think Kelly, you and Matt also do a really good job of this, is ending the night in communication. This is something Ryan and I used to not do, if I'm being 100% honest. Um, And it was something that really changed during cancer because I was home all day just sitting around. I wasn't super busy at that moment in my life. And so when Ryan would come home, and I remember this from when my kids were little, I used to do the same thing to Ryan. It was like somehow in the middle section of our life, we stopped doing it. But I said to him when he would come home every night, 
hey, can we just talk about our day together? I just want to hear what happened in your day. Um, and so then we've continued this on. And so for us, it's our hot tub time. Almost every night we go in the hot tub for just 10 minutes. Um, and we just kind of break down like, okay, here's some things that happened to me. Here's some things that happened to you. Is there anything on your mind you want to talk about? I feel like we are so much more connected over the last three years because of this little thing of talking for 10 minutes. I'm telling you guys, I don't go on and on. I mean, Ryan is done at the end of the day. I'm usually done at the end of the day, but I want to know the little things because what I hate is when I'm out somewhere and somebody says, oh my gosh, I ran into Ryan the other day and we had this great discussion about blah, blah, blah. Or, hey, did you know Ryan showed my house the other day to somebody or came and looked at it and gave me a price? Like I get embarrassed and almost frustrated when I don't know something about my spouse and somebody else does, right? And so this has really helped us because we have that time every night to decompress together. And then I might go in my office and finish working, or we might sit on the couch and watch a show together, or we might go to our kids' basketball game, like whatever. But we have that 10-minute time together. And I think it's so valuable. Kelly, anything else before we close out about this um, subject or any subject about marriage? No, I love that you said that because I do think um, start ending the night is important. And I am like usually a talker and Matt's like, I'm done. And so knowing like he, when he does not, you know, he, we close the night out and, but we do talk about usually the next day. I also in the morning, I usually get up about an hour and a half before him. Um, And so oftentimes I will get up once he's awake. I go and literally while he's sitting in the bed, I sit there and I, we talk about our day. What do you have going on today? We take five minutes to just really, you know, not only end the day, but start the day and say, okay, like, here's where I need your help. What can I do to help you today? Um, Because we do, we are running a business together. We are parenting children. We are running our individual things as well, our individual work. So there's a lot of moving parts and it just allows us to start the day and end the day in, you know, connection, even if it's just a few minutes. So, you know, we are so glad that you listened today. It's interesting when we started talking about these topics and we reached out to our friends, there were so many questions that came back. So you're going to hear some more topics. You're going to hear some more things about marriage coming too. So if this podcast was helpful to you, will you do us a favor? Will you share it with someone? Will you copy the link, send it to them, post it on your social media and download, uh, you know, so you can follow Blessed Mama Boss's podcast every Tuesday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern time when it loads. And we would love for you to share this. This is exactly how we spread the word and we really share the things that we are passionate about. And a lot of these topics come from you. So if you want to hear something, please drop into our inbox on social media, on Instagram, Bless Mama Bosses underscore. You can certainly find us on our private social media, Blair Critch and Kelly Johns Hoover. And then you can always email us, blessedmamabosses at gmail.com. We'll put all this in the show notes. And we would love to connect with you on social media and we'd love to hear more questions from you, more uh, anything that you would like to hear from us on the podcast. We hope you have a great day and make it a great day for others.